Welcome to Central Assembly's podcast. Here's a message from one of our pastors. We pray this message speaks to you. Over the past uh, five and a half months, uh, Pastor Christian, who is just starting his first year as youth pastor, also took over as the interim super church uh, director of the area there. So there were three interim leaders. We're going to recognize them next Sunday, uh, right before we install um, our brand new children's pastor, which hopefully you've heard uh, Pastor Tony Andriola last couple services. We've talked about that. But I wanted to give Pastor Chris an opportunity. He's shared for, again, the last five and a half months over almost every Sunday to the kids. So I wanted to throw him a curveball, let him talk to all the adults. We'll see if he talks to us like we're kids today so we can understand it. But I wanted to honor him today and give him an opportunity to share with us. Uh, so why don't you welcome Pastor Christian to the platform as he preaches God's word. Thank you. All right. So, good morning. How are we doing? Good. It's a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? I'm so honored to be back up here. I'm assuming that I did a good job last time, so I got invited to come back, so I'm excited. Um, But we're going to have a little fun this morning. I am the youth pastor, so it's kind of like a requirement. So... Uh, I do want to say that I am honored, Pastor Kurt, thank you for letting me come up here and speak at your pulpit. Um, However, though, one thing that I really talk about a lot, especially at The Rock, is I ask this question, and I say, who brought their Bibles? So I want you to grab your Bible and put it up in the air, and don't grab the one that's in front of you in the pew. That's cheating. Don't put your phone up in the air. That's cheating. I want a physical Bible. Put it up in the air nice and high. Be proud of that. That's the Word of God you're holding. Put that up in the air. Keep holding it. That's a phone, mister. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So you're going to need to hold that. Keep keep remember that, that you're, that I'm going to have to remember that all you guys put them up. This is going to be kind of impossible. Anyways, I'm going to come back to that. So today, um, I've been asked to talk about uh, reflection. Obviously, it's the end of 2019 in a, what? Tuesdays, where we're going to have all the fun parties and stuff like that, and ending 2019. And I was uh, invited to come up and talk about reflection, and uh, kind of like what happened in the past. And when, when we think about it, when we think about reflection, we think about, you know, some of the fun things we did, the fun vacations we went on, and if we went on a really crazy vacation, the crazy things that we did, maybe the things that we accomplished, maybe there's something else. We look on social media, Facebook reminds us of all the things that we've done in the past, all the pictures that we've taken, and some of the things that's happened four years ago that we wish maybe we didn't remember, (laughs) and maybe we didn't post on social media because we didn't look so good. But it happens, you know, stuff happens. And there's so many reminders of what's happened in the past, and it can be good or bad. And one of the things that I get to talk about today is all of that reflection, especially of 2019. So I want to give you a little recap of some of the fun things that's kind of happened at The Rock this year. So we had a blast um, this year. We went on uh, two trips. We went on the youth convention trip, and we went to Cedar Point, and it was a blast. And uh, we had lots of fun and screaming and yelling and all that craziness of riding roller coasters and all that stuff. Um, but we went on a, t- we had a, 
bunch of other events. We had some, a lot of growth happen. God is doing amazing things down at the Rock. Since our very first meeting in January, he has doubled our average size. So I'm very <laughs> thankful to the Lord for that. Um, we had an event in September. <coughs> we had an event in September. Um, we, all, we all know what see you at the pool is, right? right? It's that day in September. It's that Wednesday. I think it's like towards like the end of September where um, schools get together, where students get together at their flagpole and they pray for their school, their country, students, all that stuff. And so we uh, had an event that night. It was see you at the party. See you at the pool. See you at the party. You get it? You get it? Okay. There we go. Um, And we had 90 kids show up to that. 90 youth kids around the area show up. And it was, it was amazing. We had a blast. We were jumping around, running around the rock, throwing dodgeballs and all that stuff. But I can successfully say that I have pelted everyone I wanted to pelt with a dodgeball this year. <laughs> so, check. <laughs> so, that is definitely something I wanted to get off my list. But other than that, God is good. He is moving today, tomorrow, and he has moved and will never stop moving. But however, when we think about reflection, we think of some of the bad stuff. We think of, oh, if only, maybe if, well, I made this really bad decision. How can I ever get over that? Well, maybe if I was better or smarter or good, better looking, if that makes sense. Maybe if I was, didn't have this disability Maybe if I actually listen to somebody, we, we think about the past and our mind likes to wander and we think of what we could have done better. We think of what we maybe could have done to change the outcome of something. Maybe, oh, if I would have studied more or if I only had some more money or if I didn't make this stupid decision and we like to classify ourselves as stupid or unqualified because we made a certain decision in the past. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, as a youth pastor, I'm also somewhat of a fun person, I guess you could say. Um, so, this will be for everyone. So you can grab the Bible in your pew, and you can hold it up in the air, and we're going to do that thing where it's called, what is it, sword drill? Yeah, we're doing that this morning. So put your Bibles up in the air. Yeah, I'm a youth pastor. I have fun, so you, this may have been a bad idea to put me up here again. Anyways, all right, so I'm going to say the Bible verse. So for, for example, this is for example. You don't have to. So I'm going to say like Genesis 1-1, and as soon as I say Genesis 1-1 go, then you boom. And then whoever gets it first, we'll see what happens. All right, so everybody put your Bibles up in the air. Matthew 2, 1, go. First one to find it. Raise your hand. First one to find it. Raise your hand. I'm going to try my best. Oh, Sam. Uh, wow, that was fast. Okay, you're going to read the first two verses of Matthew 2. So verse, first two verses, then I'll finish it off for you. Okay? Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Thank you, Sam. Give him a round of applause. All right. So, yes, 
So the first two verses, and I want to continue on in verse 3. It says, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for a child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I so that I can go and worship him too. So just think about that for a moment. We're going to talk about that, and then I'm going to tell you my first point. So if you think about that, you have wise men, magi. Basically, I classify, my, if you look at my version of the Bible, I just say smart people. So these smart people, super smart people, these magi, these wise men, go to King Herod, and basically he's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm, we're searching for the king of the Jews. The king of kings, the lord of lords, the guy that's basically going to take your place. It's kind of, it's interesting if you think about it. Like, just imagine for a moment if I had a meeting with Pastor Kurt and be like, hey, Pastor Kurt, I'm going to find the pastor of pastors. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. But obviously we know King Herod is evil. We see the full picture of the story laid right in front of us. But if you think for a moment, the wise men didn't see that picture. So they're doing this live action right now or right at that moment, right? And so King Her- so basically they go up, we're going to find the king who's going to be the king of kings, lord of lords, king of the Jews, the guy that's going to take your place. Like that's kind of interesting. Like if I was just like pastor of pastors or the bosses of bosses, Like, think about that. The person who's in charge would be like, am I doing a good job? I thought I was doing a good job. But obviously we know King Herod is evil, but the wise men did not know that. But if you think about that, wait a second, they're supposed to be wise men, smart people. Shouldn't they suspect something? Like, think about it for a moment. Like, shouldn't they suspect that, like, wait, these were supposed to be smart people, wise men. And they didn't suspect anything. They were just like, oh, yeah, King Herod, we're going to be searching for the king of kings. Oh, yeah, he's in, he's in Bethlehem. They tell him where they're going. They're in Bethlehem. And obviously, King Herod's rude. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to see him too. Pfft. Sure. You just want to secure your future. Anyways. So my first point today is just because you are walking in the plan God has for you doesn't mean the enemy isn't going to stop trying. So many times in our minds do we think, oh my goodness, as soon as I start doing what God wants me to do, the enemy is going to stop attacking me because I'm finally going to be free of the enemy. And it's not like the enemy is sitting there, oh man, we got to hurry up and attack Christian. And his like, devil buddies are like, oh why? Because as soon as he gets hired, it's central. He's going to do what God wants for him to do and we can't talk to him anymore. No. The enemy's just, that's not how, the, the enemy's going to be attacking you no matter what stage of your life that you are in. And just because you think that you are not on God's path doesn't mean you, wait a second, I lost it. 
Forget what I just said. <laughs> Anyways, just because you're on God's path doesn't mean the enemy's going to stop. The enemy's going to keep going and keep going and keep going at you because he's trying to get you off of the path that God has for you. And don't think that you aren't on his path right now. God has you in the place exactly where he wants you to be in the moment of time he wants you to be in because he has a plan for your life right now. And sometimes we just got to stop listening to the enemy and what he's saying. See, the Magi could have easily just, they're, they're in the place where God wants them to do. They are following what God wants them to do. They're following the star. They're fulfilling the prophecy. And they could have easily got stumped up at this very moment in time, thinking way too much and listening to the enemy, saying, oh, well, you shouldn't have told him. Oh, you were stupid. And they could have easily been like, well, I don't think we should go to Bethlehem anymore because that's going to be dangerous. They could have left. But no, they decided to, they knew where they were. They knew God's plan for them. And they said, hey, no, we're going to go see Jesus. Anyways, so the enemy is going to try and try and try and try over and over and over again to try and get you to stop, try and get you out of your comfort zone, to try and get you to to get off of the plan that God has for you. You got to stay true to that. Don't stop. Continue to go. Continue to get in your work. Continue to follow what God has for you. Because God has you exactly where he wants you. Anyways, going on. So Matthew 2, verse 9. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Then they saw the star. They were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, of myrrh. What a moment. Like, think about that moment. Like, when I, when I get to heaven, I want, I, I, wanna, I want God to, like, hey, I want him, I'm literally going to say this. I'm like, hey, can you just, like, play what exactly happened, like, the movie of that? for me, please. I want to see that. Well, I want to see like the whole Bible, obviously. Like your, your movie of the Bible, not like the Hollywood's movie of the Bible. That's not that good. Anyways, I want to see your, your movie of that moment. I want to see that moment in time. Because if you think about that moment, well, the first thing they did, they didn't just like, oh, hey, that's a, hey, Joseph, how's it going? So it's your child. Looks kind of cute. Obviously, they probably thought Jesus looked cute because he had to be because he's Jesus. But the first thing that they did, they didn't just start talking to him. They saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Like, they didn't talk, they didn't give him gifts. They bowed down and worshipped him. So my Second point for you today is how much time did you spend with God this year? And I'm not talking about reading your Bible, praying, or fasting, or worshiping, which are very, very important. So do not think that I'm saying they are not important. They are important. You need to do those things. You need to pray. You need to read your Bible. You need to worship the Lord. You need to do all that. But what I'm saying is, when do you spend authentic silence with him? When do you just sit in his presence and have a conversation? 
we, we are so busy, aren't we? We plan parties, this party. I mean, I've already gone to like four or five Christmas parties. I've eaten way too many cookies. And I have way too many cookies in my house. So stop giving me Christmas cookies. I already have too many. <laughs> I can't eat them all. But we plan so many things. We plan birthday parties. We plan vacations. We plan these. We plan this, that, this, and the other. And we forget to actually plan time to spend with God. And I'm not just talking about reading your Bible or praying or worshiping. Because if you think about it, having a conversation with a person. So if I, you know, since Sam won the challenge of this, I want to pick on him. And I also pick on him a lot during Wednesday nights. But anyways, if I had Sam and had a conversation, I brought him in my office, started having a conversation, and I talked, played loud music, and read a book the whole time, that would be kind of rude, wouldn't it? When you have a conversation, I wouldn't ever let Sam talk. However, though, I'm not saying, I'm not saying reading your Bible, praying, and worshiping is not, is not to do. Those are very important. Please don't listen that I'm not saying whatever I'm saying, okay? But when you have a conversation with someone, it's kind of rude to just do all this talking and do all this stuff and never let the other person talk, isn't it? Right? So what I'm saying about spending time with Jesus, I'm saying that you need to, we need to learn to just spend time with him and talk with him. And he's our father, right? He is someone who wants to spend time with us and talk with us and just enjoy the relationship of a father and a son or a father and a daughter. And that means we got to give him time for that. Because God doesn't want somebody who just has a checklist. Because when we get in a busy life, we get so used to checking stuff off our list. Oh, I read my Bible today. Check. Pray, Check. Worship, check. Because then it doesn't come. It's not authentic anymore. See, God wants our authentic silence, our authentic relationship with him. To just sit in his presence and enjoy our relationship with the Father. And if you haven't done that, that much this year, it's okay. Don't let the enemy tell you otherwise. It's okay. I'm, God is just using me to remind you that you should. All right, so Diana and I, we, uh, we went to this really amazing conference. It was a power and love conference. And if you want to see how God is going to, you want to see God use you in every way possible, you need to go to one of those because they are amazing. You will cry. You will jump for joy. You will lay on the floor. You will... All the above, God will move in such a way in your life, and you want to see how God's going to use you in your life right now, I would go to one of those. So one of those Power and Love conferences, we will write that down. That's really good. So anyways, we were at a Power and Love conference, and we went, and uh, the speaker that we were listening to, there were multiple speakers, but one speaker was Ben Fitzgerald. Um, he uh, was, it was I've never, seen, I've never seen a moment like this pastored in such a way. He, it was, worship was over, and we all sat down. He came up to the pulpit, and um, he just was there in silence. And this is where kind of like this point where I kind of experienced this for like the first time. 
So he just kind of sat there in silence. And he just kind of just had his hands up like this. And he was just sitting in the presence of the Lord. And we were all sitting there watching him, waiting him to like say a word like, hello, are you going to start talking? And he just sat there. And then, he, and then a couple minutes later, he started singing. I think it was like, oh, wasn't it Amazing Grace? I can't remember. But he started, started singing this song. And it was just a very repetitive song over and over again. And then we all started joining in. And then he stopped and he just said, let's just sit. And we all sat for like probably like a half hour in this just in God's presence. And throughout that time, God was using him just to speak words to different people. And one of the things he said for everyone, he said, God wants our minutes. He wants our minutes. He wants us to just spend true time with him. Like I've, like I've been saying, that's where my point comes from. We need to learn just to spend time with him. Not a checklist but just authentic time with him. And I just think it's so cool that the Magi just came and just knelt down before Jesus. It's just so powerful. We need to do some of that too. Don't forget that. So going on, Matthew 2, verse 12, it says, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. So when you reflect on 2019, please be careful. Do not let the enemy start speaking into your life what you could have done better or wish you would have done better or maybe this or maybe that. Yes, it is very important to learn from our mistakes, but it's also very important to not dwell on our mistakes. It's very important. If you look back at the Magi and their journey, I bet the enemy was saying something along these lines. Wow, I cannot believe that you told King Herod about Jesus. You should have known better. I'm not sure God will give us another task because we told Herod. Look at what happened. Herod killed so many children because of us. We should have never gone on this trip. Let's never go on another trip like that again because I don't want to be the reason so many others get hurt. God had to intervene because we were too stupidly blind to see. I can just see the enemy just sitting there and just saying that over and over again to to them to try and get them to think and not follow what God wants them to do. So my third point is do not let the enemy influence what God has done in your life. Like I've said multiple times, too many times do we look in in the past and we see what we could have done better or what we should have done better. And we let the enemy just sit and feed us lies over and over again until we actually believe that we are stupid or we are unqualified. Let me just tell you something. God doesn't create stupid. Just because you make a stupid decision doesn't mean you are. And God doesn't create that. And since we are created by God, congratulations, you're not stupid. Like, you're God's creation. Like, you have to know who you are so that you can tell the enemy, get behind me, 
or better yet, he's not even behind you. Do you know where he is? He's underneath your feet. So why do we give him the power behind us? Stop saying that. Get behind me. No, get under me. I'm going to walk all over you because that's where you belong. Because Jesus won the victory and we just give all power to Satan because, oh, 2019 wasn't so good. Oh, what, what about this? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like we have to understand who we are. We have to understand that we are God's children. That we are a child of the most high God. One of the things that actually just popped up in my head, it's not on my notes. Uh, this, is, this is actually so cool. So in, in biblical times, we see someone who's named, it's like Jesus of Nazareth, right? Jesus or John the Baptist. It was like their occupation or where they're from, right? We are children of who? Think about that for a moment. We are children of the Most High God. It's who we come from. Think about that. That was really cool. Thank you, Jesus, for putting that in my mind. That was awesome. All right. So, can I have Bella come up to play some background music? So, reflection. I've been saying that a lot obviously that's what I'm talking about. But reflection. It is easy to reflect on the past. See the good things, see the bad things. But I encourage you, as you look back on 2019, that you don't look at the bad in such a way that you let the enemy get a foothold in your life. Don't, don't let him do that. Look back, see what God has done. See what you could have done better in a way of making yourself better, but not in a way that you dwell on it. It's very easy to dwell on things that we didn't like. But we have to be very precise when we look back. Be very precise when you look back. God is doing so many good things in our life. And the enemy tries to hide those things that God is doing. See, the enemy only has the past to deal with. He doesn't know what's going to be happening in the future. So he can't use that against you. He may try and tell you what's going to happen in the future. But that's why God says, take every thought captive. The enemy can only use the past. So I encourage you, church, whenever, he, whenever the enemy tries to bring the past back up or whenever the enemy tries to tell you a thought, an impure thought or something this, something that, that you out loud proclaim, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Like, wouldn't it be that so interesting? If you're at work and something happens and you go, I bind you in the name of Jesus and your coworker's like, What? Oh, I just bound a thought in the name of Jesus because the enemy has no foothold in my life. Boom, there you go. Indoor right there. Now you can talk to you, whoever about Jesus. Come on now. 
If we start saying that out loud, we'll get so courageous and so bold in Jesus' name that the enemy can't do anything. Come on, church. So, regret has to go in Jesus' name. So that's what we're going to do. So can I have a pastors and elders and maybe some of the altar team workers just come and just sit for just uh, stand on the sides just for prayer um, if anybody needs prayer so we're going to do like three, one of three things or three of three things whatever if you need prayer because of you have regret of 2019 maybe it's not 2019 maybe it's a couple years ago maybe it was a decision that you made maybe it was something else that you made and you just you just have so much regret and you wish that you didn't do that or you wish you would have done something else if you would have made a better decision if you have any regret at all you need to come up and ask for prayer for that right now so you can bind that in the name of Jesus so that has no longer no more strength over you can't let that have any strength over you so if you need prayer, I'm asking for you to come. That's one thing you do. Second thing. We need to just spend time with God. It's okay that we have a little background music. But if you need to just learn to spend some authentic time with the Lord, let's just spend some authentic time with Him. Be quiet. Bring a notepad out. And write a question down if you've been wanting to ask the Lord something. Like, that's not weird. It's okay. Just get a notepad out and be like, hey, like, I'm really struggling with this. And just sit and wait for his answer. He'll let you know. And then once it's in your mind, write it down. And check it with scripture. And then boom, there you go. God gave you a word. So if we got some extra time. We don't leave till 1130 usually. And the Steelers game isn't until 425. So we're good. We're good. We got all the time in the world. So, the third thing I want us to do today, I'm going to challenge you. So this will be after 11:30. I want to challenge you today. Today it's a perfect opportunity to go out to eat with our family and tell our waiter or waitress, "Hey, Jesus loves you. Don't you know that?" Don't let the enemy hold you down anymore and don't wait for 2020 to try and make a New Year's resolution because guess what? It can start right now. I love New Year's resolutions, but I think it's an excuse sometimes for us to wait to do something that God wants us to do. Oh, we'll wait for 2020. Oh, we'll wait until February. Oh, we'll wait for next year when the New Year's resolution comes. Get that thought. I bind that in the name of Jesus. So one of three, or three things for you today. If you need prayer for, because you've been of regret, come up for prayer. If you want to spend time with Jesus, spend some authentic time with Jesus. It's okay. Okay? And then I challenge you today. Spread Jesus everywhere. All right. So just let the music play. If you need prayer, we can dim the lights to make it not as weird. We can dim the lights and let's just spend some time with him. We got 15 minutes. It's not, let's do it.
Thanks for listening. For more information, check us out at centralconnect.org.